Book One, Chapter Three of *The Clansman*, an historical romance of the Ku Klux Klan, by Thomas Dixon Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Michelle Fry. Chapter Three, The Man of War. Elsie led Mrs. Cameron direct from the White House to the War Department. Well, Mrs. Cameron, what did you think of the president? She asked. I hardly know, was the thoughtful answer. He is the greatest man I ever met. One feels this instinctively. When Mrs. Cameron was ushered into the secretary's office, Mr. Stanton was seated at his desk writing. She handed the order of the president to a clerk who gave it to the secretary. He was a man in the full prime of life, intellectual and physical, low and heavy-set, about five feet eight inches in height, and inclined to fat. His movements, however, were quick, and as he swung in his chair, the keenest vigor marked every movement of body and every change of his countenance. His face was swarthy and covered with a long, dark beard touched with gray. He turned a pair of little black piercing eyes on her and without rising said so you are the woman who has a wounded son under sentence of death as a gorilla i am so unfortunate she answered well i have nothing to say to you he went on in a louder and sterner tone and no time to waste on you if you have raised up men to rebel against the best government under the sun you can take the consequences but my dear sir broke in the mother he is a mere boy of nineteen who ran away three years ago and entered the service i don't want to hear another word from you he yelled in a rage i have no time to waste go at once i'll do nothing for you but i bring you an order from the president protested the mother yes i know it he answered with a sneer and i'll do with it what i've done with many others see that it is not executed now go but the president told me you would give me a pass to the hospital and that a full pardon would be issued to my boy yes i see but let me give you some information the president is a fool a damned fool now will you go with a sinking sense of horror mrs cameron withdrew and reported to elsie the unexpected encounter the brute cried the girl we'll go back immediately and report this insult to the president why are such men entrusted with power the mother sighed it's a mystery to me i'm sure they say he is the greatest secretary of war in our history i don't believe it phil hates the sight of him and so does every army officer i know from general grant down i hope mr lincoln will expel him from the cabinet for this insult when they were again ushered into the president's office elsie hastened to inform him of the outrageous reply the secretary of war had made to his order did stanton say that i was a fool he asked with a quizzical look out of his kindly eyes yes he did snapped elsie and he repeated it with a blankety prefix the president looked good-humoredly out of the window toward the war office and musingly said well if stanton says that i'm a blankety fool it must be so for i have found out that he is nearly always right and generally means what he says i'll just step over and see stanton as he spoke the last sentence the humor slowly faded from his face and the anxious mother saw back of those patient gray eyes 
the sudden gleam of the courage and conscious power of a lion he dismissed them with instructions to return the next day for his final orders and walked over to the war department alone the secretary of war was in one of his ugliest moods and made no effort to conceal it when asked his reasons for the refusal to execute the order the grounds for my action are very simple he said with bitter emphasis the execution of this traitor is part of a carefully considered policy of justice on which the future security of the nation depends if i am to administer this office i will not be hamstrung by constant executive interference besides in this particular case i was urged that justice be promptly executed by the most powerful man in congress i advise you to avoid a quarrel with old stoneman at this crisis in our history the president sat on a sofa with his legs crossed relapsed into an attitude of resignation and listened in silence until the last sentence when suddenly he sat bolt upright fixed his deep gray eyes intently on stanton and said mr secretary i reckon you will have to execute that order i cannot do it came the firm answer it is an interference with justice and i will not execute it mr lincoln held his eyes steadily on stanton and slowly said mr secretary it will have to be done stanton wheeled in his chair seized a pen and wrote very rapidly a few lines to which he fixed his signature he rose with the paper in his hand walked to his chief and with deep emotion said mr president i wish to thank you for your constant friendship during the trying years i have held this office the war is ended and my work is done i hand you my resignation mr lincoln's lips came suddenly together he slowly rose and looked down with surprise into the flushed angry face he took the paper tore it into pieces slipped one of his long arms around the secretary and said in low accents stanton you have been a faithful public servant and it is not for you to say when you will no longer be needed go on with your work i will have my way in this matter but i will attend to it personally stanton resumed his seat and the president returned to the white house end of book one chapter three